This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you MCU nerds out there. Uh, we're missing Joanna X-Men questionnaire Krupnik. And I'm Brian Pugstan Plofsky. And we're so happy you got Kevin to allow you to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are jumping through your ears and breaking the fourth wall. Look behind you. I'm just kidding. Giving you our immediate reactions to episode 9 of She-Hulk, the finale. Whose show is this on Disney Plus? So just some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed to check out all of our past episodes where we've been covering every episode of She-Hulk. We've got Andor on there, uh, Werewolf by Night, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. All of that can be found in our feed. And you're probably thinking like, whoa, how do you keep up with all of this? We don't. But you can. It's easy. (laughs) Just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start every episode, this is our spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert for today's episode. Um, She-Hulk, Hulk, MCU things, the metaverse, everything. Um, this is your spoiler alert alert. But before we enter Nerdverse Customs, uh, you know what? Let's let's enter Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're heading into the MCU sector of the Nerdverse. Wait, Jay, Jay, Jay Schmidt. Is that Jay Schmidt from Previewed in Customs? Oh, hey, what's up, Bray? Whoa! I didn't expect to see you in customs today. Yeah, what, man, is, what, what are you doing? I'm flying to Tahoe. <laughs> That's exciting. Lake what? Tahoe, more specifically, but we call it Tahoe because we're cool. Yeah, what's in Tahoe? What's in Lake Tahoe? Oh, you know, just uh, just all my peeps. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Would you uh, you want to skip Tahoe and come into the MCU nerdverse with me? Yeah, sure. I brought. I mean, I brought my nerd passport with me, so why not? Oh, cool. Wait, so how many MCU stamps do you have in your MCU passport? And just for reference, you know, if you wanted to see mine first, uh, Joanna has an eight, and I have a nine. Um, and today, my stamps are Disney Plus home screens. Oh, see, yeah, I think you and I are in the same boat. I think I have a nine, but mine are uh, inhibitor bands, nine inhibitor bands Mm, I have. Cool, 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 cool. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, Jay, thank you for joining us. Jay is from the very outrageously, nauseatingly popular, uh, fantastic YouTube channel, uh, Previewed. And then uh, you should also check out his podcast. It's called uh, Fix It. Uh, where they fix pop culture, he and his um, partner, Adam. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jay. Yeah, it's a great show, except for when that producer keeps, you know, popping in and saying stuff. That, yeah. That guy. It's almost like he's like S.H.I.E.L.D. breaking the fourth wall, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes, it's very much like that. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. 
Um, well, Jay's here to talk that uh, final episode of She-Hulk from season one. Uh, before we get to uh, Jay, I want you to take. I take. I want you to think about the past for a second. I want okay. you to think about just before you watched this episode. Um, you hadn't seen this episode, but what have you thought of She-Hulk before this episode? Um, you know, I I am not one of those like She-Hulk haters. I I like kind of, but like I've I thoroughly enjoyed the show. But there were a couple episodes here and there where kind of some of the hate on the internet. I it's not I wouldn't necessarily agree with it, but I would understand where they were coming from. Specifically, like the episode, like the therapy episode. And I was like, I understand that, like, that was more about, like, Jen's journey. But a lot of the other stuff felt, like, really superfluous. And I was like, what exactly are we doing here? And it wasn't, I don't think they had really landed. I I knew that they were always going for, like, this is more about Jen's journey specifically than being a superhero show. But some of the episodes, like, just landed kind of wonky. And then, you know, they and then they gave us ketchup and mustard daredevil. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is yep. This is they gave us kept ketchup and mustard daredevil having to do a walk of shame with his boots. And I was <laughs> like, yep, this is this is the good. That's the good. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a roller coaster. Sure. And then this finale, I think. Completely landed the plane of what they were going for this entire season. Sure. For me. Yeah, but. But before this finale, I was kind of like I was a little wibbly wobbly on She-Hulk. Yeah, um, I have really enjoyed it the same as you. I think I've maybe enjoyed it a little bit more. I, I, I'm, I have two thoughts about it. One, I think that some of it is very clever and really great. I don't think the show ever figured out the balance between trying to be a sitcom and then trying to be a Marvel property. I would and, agree. And like the Marvel-y stuff was way better handled than any of like these B plots of wacky things happening in the office. Like it, it just it didn't feel like a sitcom and and because those some of the, a lot of those B plots didn't really work, it felt like fat on the episode as opposed to like part of the episode. It, yeah, if anything, it frustrated me because I was like, I actually really like her roster of like lawyer friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like the lawyer world of this more than I feel like I like the superheroing of it. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes those like B plots kind of fell apart. And I was like, that's a shame because I would have preferred this to be the A plot. I was I, I'd sure. rather I would have rather have it been a little bit more procedural when it came to the lo- the lawyer stuff. Mm-hmm. And have all the other stuff kind of happening around that. But again, I think this finale proved anything is that like this, this was about Jen coming to terms with Jen more mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. Um. So, so let's get into it. Uh, you, did you like, I know we could watch you uh, watch it, but on, <laughs> on previous YouTube, but did you like it? Um. Yes. Um, I'm kind. It's funny. I was kind of. I was kind of completely gobsmacked by this episode. I, I don't. Don't take my hesitation for. Uh, for me, not sure. It's more that like, it, a lot of you know, we. I make a lot of content about talking about this stuff, but this was one of those episodes where I was like, I don't really have much to say. I think they kind of said everything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's very rare that you see an episode that like truly. Uh, that truly kind of just 
I mean, it goes along with the theme of breaking the fourth wall, but like, it's rare that you see that when a show breaks the the fourth wall that you actually see, feel seen by it. Mm, sure. Does sure, that make sure. any sense? Yes. I was it like, does. like, dear, like, uh, you know, uh, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall all the time, but never do I feel like I actually have a relationship with Deadpool. Whereas this, like, I, I actually like really appreciated her performance because I was like, there were a lot of bits that I felt like I was like, she is talking to the Marvel community. This isn't like, oh, I'm talking to the quote unquote audience. She mm-hmm. is talking to me, a Marvel fan yeah. sitting, watching her show, which that I thought sense. was really incredible. Apparently there is a QR code on the writer's room door. Oh, really? Um, if you scan that QR code, it takes you to it takes you to the link uh, of the 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 actual comic where she actually does that in the comic. Oh, that's cool. Well, there's a QR code in every episode of She Hulk that brings you to the comic that is based on. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there yeah, was also I, a QR code on her suit that I was wondering what that was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, on I her, didn't on her prisoner suit on the front. There was a QR code. Oh, was there? But I just saw it as like process, like as prisoner processing. So I didn't think about it. But now I'm going to go back and see if I can scan it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I like that little Easter egg because I think Moon Knight did it too. Yeah, and I. It was the yeah. It was the most. There are people that are probably going to say that this fourth wall break is kind of campy, and they're not yeah, wrong to is. a degree. Sure, but. It was clearly so well crafted that, like, you can kind of write off the camp a little bit as almost process. Sure. And uh, but, I just can you imagine being those the writers of the actual episode? Yeah, when they're casting the writers on yeah, the they, show. Not only do they get that that writers guild money, they get that SAG money now too, baby. Those were not the actual writers. What? That those were they were that was those were actors playing the writers. Come on. I don't know. I I I have no idea. I didn't look into it. <laughs> there's no there's no way. I don't know. <laughs> see, see now I've pre- piqued your interest. Yes. Uh I'll look it up later. Um but uh yeah, let let let's let's talk about that intro of this episode. Uh the old school throwback Hulk intro. Yeah, and thinking back to it, I'm not 100% like I liked it a lot. But thinking about like the like what like what ended up happening in the episode, mm-hmm. I'm kind of confused as to what they were going for with that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because like I, I don't know if it was something to like throw us off what was going to happen because this episode did a lot more of the fourth wall breaking. I would say like this one and like the pilot are the two most for, most fourth wall breaking and this one like played it up more you think it's a finale and then it kind of misdirects you because it's going with the joke of like you know she's in an old school sad hulk episode like at the end when he's all sad and stuff like that and then i and then um and then uh you know and then and then you set your expectations midway through when the voiceover started again and she's like no we're not doing this uh and then the (laughs) and then the end is that i I wish there had been more fourth wall breaking throughout the whole thing in general. Um, But uh, this definitely made up for it. I mean, I, I think that they set their tone 
with the fourth wall breaking specifically when she said, oh, like, well, we had Wong last week. So, like, that's like it's like a little bit of Internet Twitter it's like, armor. It's Twitter armor for the week. I was like yeah. that. I was like, OK, OK, because you're not just commenting. You're, you're like and that that's one thing that makes uh, NBC one of my favorite networks. And I know this sounds like I'm coming completely out of left field was I'm that listening. they have they have built. And while they'll never get rid of Saturday Night Live in that they have built uh the ability to comment on themselves and build a a narrative around the fact that they are a network that like makes you feel closer to them and i feel like that's what they're doing that's what makes she hulk so endearing was that like she is able to comment she's able to comment on the marvel cinematic universe as a whole so like we kind of get like we kind of understand her a little bit better because she's because she knows all this stuff, she's technically one of us. Yeah, that's fair. Does, you know what I'm saying? Like, like NBC I, did sense. 30 Rock and all those shows where it's like they're kind of like, oh, like we're kind of like building the mythology of us by also kind of making fun of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jen is building the mythology of the MCU by kind of making fun of the MCU a little bit. That's uh, very interesting, but that's it's totally a, true. Really heady. I know. I'm sorry, but no, no, I like it because now I'm thinking. So this is what I felt while wa- this is these are my feelings while watching the episode. I absolutely was really fucking depressed a little bit during this episode. Okay, it was funny, and then I'm like, I, I like I even said to Jamie while we were watching, I was like, oh. She's staying in the place like this is I might I was like, this is so fucking convenient. Like every other finale, like she happens to go to Emile's and Emile's hosting their thing and Punk is there. And then like and then I actually felt the way that Jen Walters felt. And I was like, and now Titania is here and the Hulk dropped in. Like this is just like I, I was just like, well, Marvel, you've done it again. I literally thought like like, you know, every I've, that's probably my biggest complaint from a lot of these TV shows and 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 phase four in general is the shows are actually trying to say something very interesting and then they undercut their own um they undercut their own dynamic ability to tell a story by just giving us what we they think we want which is like those big fights um captain america tv show had it um wandavision did it loki did it um my i think the worst um offense is um uh uh, Moon Knight, but like I, I'm, I'm just like I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then the fourth wall broke, uh, breaking happened with Kevin and all that stuff, and it just filled my heart with so much joy because I was like, wow. I, I, I hope they, lo- I hope they've learned their lesson because they seem like they're trying to, but like it just made me feel so, so good uh, that that was happening. I mean, I can't even describe. Plus, and then layered with the jokes layered with like her asking on our behalf about X-Men and then saying that she like hooked up with the, yeah, the joke about being hooking up with um, Daredevil. Because as I've said, if you, if you all listen to this podcast, as I've said, like it's very, it's not, I'm very cynical about the CGI and one, I'm glad they made fun of it. But two, the CGI in this season has been excellent when it needed to be meaning the pilot, with Daredevil. Like, that's when the CGI has been absolutely the best. And you know what the best CGI in this whole thing was? When she broke the fourth wall. Yes. Because it tricked me and Adam. 
We thought oh, we yeah. Gone, we thought we'd gone back to like we'd accidentally clicked something and gone back to the screen. Mm. Like, well, so did we. Like, I we both de- Jamie and I both definitely looked at the the remote. I was like, "What's happening here?" Yeah, like oh. Sopranos ending, like Wong watching the Sopranos ending, like <laughs> the TV break. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I like. I, I very rarely does. I'm just. I very rarely does a Marvel property like shoot its shot so hard. Sure. And actually hit. I think yeah. there are people that like. And I think the internet is going to be very torn on this across the board, because I mean, I, if people are going to be thinking like, "Oh, it's superhero, like it's superheroes, like you know, it needs to be a certain thing." And I'm like, "No, the fact that like that's been the entire thesis statement of the entire thing mm. is that like, and they honestly were circling the drain on it, and they finally spiked it, and I was yeah. appreciative of that. Totally, as an audience member, it like completely solidified. Well, but also, I mean, let's be real. This is one of the few Marvel shows that I think like needed a finale like this to actually seal it up. Yeah, totally. Because I feel like this one was like kind of all over the place. And that's fine if you can if you can give me that like final like this was all about me figuring out how to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Nerds, I don't need to fight a suit. I don't need to fight abomination in order to figure that out. Yeah. Because, like, you know, but, yeah, like, there are other shows where, yeah, I want, like, sorry, in WandaVision, I wanted to see Wanda fight act, like, I wanted to see that. <laughs> like, sure. whereas, like, in this one, I was, like, I, I, for, like, a split second, I was bummed we weren't getting Hulk fighting for a split second. And then sure. I was, like, nope, this is so much better. Well, what I would also say that, like, I wanted that in WandaVision, too. But I feel like a lot of these shows prioritize the big fights. And then all of a sudden, like, everybody was, like, super okay with the fact that she messed with their heads and she walked out. Like, I would have liked ten, five to ten minutes less fighting and put that towards the how, like, the town reacts to her and that we, like, leave it on kind of, like, lit- a literal witch hunt. Because yeah, at the, the end West, of that... The Westfield fun run, they all would have ran in horror. They would have yeah. gotten as far away as they could have. Yeah, so that that that's also what I've been, and also, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier really had a, uh, they they just had a you know the plot editing, and they just had a whole lot of problems on top of what was actually mm. happening in that one. But um, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I feel about that one in general. Um, I guess the rest of the episode. Let's let's leave the the stuff at the end for for the end of this. Uh, but the oh, rest of the right. episode. Sorry, I forget you guys go in chronological order. I, I, I'm like. Oh no, 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 no! I just wanted to talk more about like how you felt about the lead up to that, and then we'll talk about um, the Hulk stuff at the end. So, like, did you like this episode? Like, for the, we we love the fourth wall. Did you like this episode? Yeah. In that. I didn't like the first two thirds of it because I thought it was stupid and kind of rote and dumb Mm -hmm. in that I was like, oh, him like, oh, that guy's the Hulk King the whole time. This is all like they perfectly like you can tell they know what they're doing over there because they know how to spoof themselves. 
Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's hard to parody yourself. Like watching that. Watching that. What was that guy's name? Tr- Todd or Todd? Maybe Trent Todd. Something like that. Watching that guy like put the like put the syringe in him and turn into a Hulk. It was. I was like, this is stupid. I don't yep. want to see this guy turn into a Hulk. But also, like, it was the kind of thing that frustrated me. And that was that. Uh, um. The fact that like Adam is actually the one who clocked that they were having that meeting at uh, Abomination's retreat mm-hmm. before I did, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That can't be." I literally say in our action, "God, that can't, that can't be it." I was like, "That can't be it. That's not. That's too convenient by half." Why? I don't. I don't believe Abomination would. Like, I guess that was the one turn I didn't believe. I was like, I think. It's more interesting to me that he actually is trying to help people and actually is trying to break good mm-hmm. for me. Like him go, having to go back to prison, I was like, that feels kind of stupid. But also, we have a guy who was trying to steal the steal her blood for them in the first place who was at that retreat having tea with her. You would have thought maybe he would have warned her or something. Hey, maybe don't go out to the barn. Here's what's going on. Yeah, or or even like – in that, that's the one thing I didn't like. That's the really the biggest thing I didn't really like in that first episode when she goes to Emil's compound is because, like, if I were Jen Walters and I saw the guy who attacked me, I would have been like, maybe you make the assumption they did it on their own, but like, who sent you? You know what I mean? Like, or if they were really there about healing, they would have uh, assisted her in telling her of what's going actually going on. Yeah. Or or the guy would have told like I'll right off the bat to make amends like this is who was after you, um, yeah. I the only the I think the only the only two misses of She Hulk in general for me yeah are I was okay with it when it first happened, but making the wrecking crew kind of just kind of like low key just a punchline like actually just a punchline mm-hmm. I think is a missed opportunity. Um. Because, like, in the book, like, they're, you know, like, they're the perfect street-level bad guy for, like, the Defenders or something like that. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I also think they just missed a huge opportunity of not giving us a lit. I understand they were going for D to to E-level characters in the therapy meeting, but I think they could have given us a little bit more than that, personally. What do you mean more than that? Like better characters? Better characters. Oh, okay. Truthfully. Uh, those, are the, those are the only misses of She-Hulk, in my opinion. Okay. Because I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. That's a, it seems That seems like a missed opportunity. Like a mm-hmm. huge one. Like I feel like you could have just gotten like one step up of grade of of like of quote-unquote supervillain. Mm-hmm. And it could have been in an interesting place. But sure. I was like, I find myself not caring about this therapy session because I don't know who any of these people are. And sure. I don't even really know why they care about Jen. Mm-hmm. I, that episode as a whole I think is the only episode that totally misses the mark but that being sure. said the journey that she goes on if you take just Jen's little stuff there mm-hmm. all the little breadcrumbs are completely in line with what they're doing with the finale sure. so I can so I can get past it yeah um, I actually binged a lot of these episodes together I, I this this show works better as a binge than it does as a week by week I think um, it's gotta be because you kind of forget week to week what Jen is like going through and like connecting the dots. But like you just said, the most powerful thing about binge watching it is Jen's journey. And I think there's a lot of fat and a lot of blah around it. And but I think that her actual journey in terms of how it's written in terms of like 
even like if you're there, are, there are note cards like on the board. Like if you're making Jen's journey note card on the board, she hits every single one of them. They're absolutely interesting. And I think that's not only because they put them in the right order in the right places, but Tatiana Maslani is amazing. And I was so happy that she got good CGI in this episode because I think one of the missed opportunities of She-Hulk is the whole show is that Tatiana Maslani's performance is is so powerful that you still get it when she is Hulk. However, when she's Hulk, you're still losing half of it. I feel like you miss a lot of Tatiana Maslany's performance, even though you feel like you're getting a lot because she's so good, but we're missing it because the CGI is not good enough. Yeah. I mean, can I be totally honest with you? Yeah. CGI never bothered me once. Never, oh. like never bothered me. It, I was always fine. Interesting. With interesting. It really bothered me when she's trying to act because it's, it it's it, like, and I'm talking about like in the, when she's when it's the zoom in that actual episode that you're not your favorite when she's sitting in the talking circle and yeah. they keep zooming in on her while she's telling the story of like I am the popular girl that I hate um, like her it just was very distracting the CGI not being able to truly do what she can do as an actress and then okay. at two other times one after the wrecking crew attacks her and she looks in the car window and sees her reflection i didn't 100 percent understand what she was feeling because the cgi kind of didn't sway me one way or the other okay. and then and in the courtroom when she reacts to the guy calling her like that jen's just not my type when uh she calls the the the, the hookup to the stand um when she's reacting to like that deep sadness, like it's only half. Okay. Those are the three moments that like really bought me, got me. But in this one, those are wildly specific. Okay. You had those like ready to roll. (laughs) I I do. I don't, I don't, sometimes things come to me. Sometimes they absolutely do not. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a well use of all the fourth wall breaking before it, but also I was like getting very frustrated with the episode because I hate the Moon Knight finale. I I I now come to that um, because um, there's a lot of reasons that you can go back and listen, but like it, I it just wasn't the type of conclusion that I wanted. I wanted more character stuff, but that's on me. And like I feel like I had seen a million of the same version already. Everyone's like Moon Knight's different. This one's the and I'm just like no, it's the same thing. Um, and yeah, so that's I don't know. On me. I, I liked the Moon Knight finale, but um, I, it was nice to have that little, little bit of return to form. I thought sure, okay, because I, um, I get I get that a lot of I mean if any if if the robot Kevin taught us anything this week is that like you know there's a formula to a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. which you know is something to like you need to be aware of and you need to, like you make these rules so you can break them. Hence this entire episode, mm-hmm. but it, sometimes it's there's a reason there's a formula. Sometimes it's nice, you know. Yeah. You got to follow the rules to be sometimes able to break you, the rules. Sometimes you want burger and fries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. That's all. That sounds really good. Whereas yeah. this was this was cotton candy paella, and we yeah. and we're very thankful for it. Yes, <laughs> this was all over the place. Well, you know what they say: cotton candy, sweet as gold. Let me see that tootsie roll. <laughs> It's a big hit in the bar mitzvah circuits. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's skip to the end here. Um, thoughts on kind of the fallout of everything post fourth wall breaking, uh, Daredevil thoughts, uh, and then of course uh, Hulk thoughts. 
I thought I thought Kevin the robot was the perfect way to include Kevin Feige in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but still make it weird. Yeah. Did you notice that the lip over his eyes his were like a hat? Yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah, so brilliant. Was, yeah, it was perfect. I mean, the only thing I would have added would have been uh, you add a you add actual Kevin Feige into the scene. But he's a janitor coming in to like clean, and then he sees they're both there, and he's like, "Oh, I come back later." <laughs> That's the that. only thing I would add. <laughs> oh, I also could have. I also would have added maybe like a, um, like an AI where like it's just a projection that Kevin does. Yes, something yes. like that. Or it's like set him up as a janitor, and now instead of Stan Lee, we get Ken. Fe- we get Kevin Feige in every Marvel movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it like it's like resetting the cameo. That's that's funny. Um, as far as the Daredevil stuff, I, I think that's fine. I wasn't really expecting him to come back and have dinner with her family, but um, yeah, I'm here for it. I stand it. Why not? Why not? Uh, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, and this is not necessarily, um. And I feel like they maybe feel like they're like wrote into a corner about what to do with like regular Hulk. I don't have time for World War Hulk. I didn't like the I didn't like the regular I didn't like the comic book. I don't really I don't care enough to do all that. Sure. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. I know and I know that like is fine. Like I, I feel like we got enough of that flavor in in Thor Ragnarok in order for me to feel satisfied about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be very alone in that. No, I I agree with you. Um, I'll start with the Hulk stuff. That's the one thing I would have actually cut from this episode. I, I don't think it... I know you're setting up, you know, World War Hulk or whatever you're trying to actually set up. The only reason I would want World War Hulk is to introduce Sentry. That's it. Yeah, but Sentry wasn't even really set up. I mean, like, if you... Uh, from, okay. Because you and I were aggressively reading comic books during Bendis's like complete re like his, I would say his masterwork of like Marvel comics from the like, ultimates from like 2005 to like 2010. Man, when those, we got when we got Spider yeah, when we got basically what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, sure. I mean, like most of the storylines are all Bendis. It's all Bendis. It's all him. And but there are two storylines that they are going ahead with, like movie from a movie perspective that I just even as I was reading through them, I was like, I don't care about this. It's Secret Invasion and World War Hulk. Mm-hmm. I don't I just don't care. Sure. Like we even saw the Secret Invasion trailer and I was like. Okay, I don't care. I, I don't know why I don't care, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like the scrolls coming back, unless you're given, unless you're setting up scrolls to give me Super Scroll, the villain in Fantastic Four. I I don't know why I don't know why we're bothering with scrolls. I really don't. Yeah, it's also it's also interesting that these like big events, like Secret Invasion, was a huge event. It's huge. only it it the problem is that like. Every single one of these big things needs a big movie. And then when they kind of like do these like big events 
as I guess their movies are the big events, but when it doesn't get like the time or dedication that it needs, it feels a little weird and off. Yeah. Well, here's why, here's why the world war Hulk doesn't like at least that storyline. I, if that's what they're trying to do, if they're just trying to give us a little flavor of it and that's just his kid from Scarrow and, and we move on, I'm that's fine. I'm fine with that. But the people like world war Hulk, people forget that Hulk was the bad guy in those comics. The Illuminati sent him off planet mm-hmm. and he like to die. And so he comes back for revenge and that's a big deal. Yeah. And if, if you don't have him sent off earth, like by the Illuminati or just by or the Avengers or how, whatever you, however you want to do it in the MCU, then there's no reason for him to come back. Like it's not, I don't know. Well, I wonder if they'll change it. Cause like, because he doesn't rem- – I don't know. We'll have to see what happens to him when he was on Sakaar. I, I, I'm jumping to – I'm jumping from yeah. A to Z here. Right. I am – I'm I'm endgaming this, but like so – let, So let's take a step back. Like um, I, I I agree. We, we went down a little rabbit hole there, which I love, but I agree with you. I don't think – I hope they can do World War Hulk for fun. Like I hope it's good, but like that just felt like – I don't know. It was kind of a perfect finale in some ways. And then like, you're just like throwing on this extra thing there. If that had been an after credit sequence, I may have felt differently as opposed to like this being a part of the episode. We were just like having a yes. nice time with her family. And then a we added this, percent. we added this MCU plot. That I, that's the, the thing I care least about. Like, give me X-Men, give me Fantastic Four, give me Doom. And this is another problem. We've talked about this before, but like <laughs> I need more after credit sequences that are getting me excited for something that is coming in the short term soon. Yes. Miss, the Miss Marvel after credit sequence with Brie Larson. I was like, cool, that comes out next year. But like yeah. <clears throat> the end of um, Moon Knight, like when we find out with Jake Lockley, I'm just like, cool. We don't, we don't know if we're ever going to see him again. This, this, I don't like the, the multiverse of madness one when like Charlize Theron kicks him into <clears throat> kicks him into the portal yeah. or, you know the ripping time it's just like there is no announced doctor strange too i i need you to get me excited for wakanda forever yes literally it was yep i was like tying in with uh it's like in our episode of fix it the fact that, like my post credit sequence uh for thor love and thunder oh sure yeah was was uh uh what why can i think of her name right now jane foster no, 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 no. Uh, oh, Shuri. Yeah. N- n- uh, Shuri helping. Uh, she lost her arm in Thor. Oh, and Sif. Lady Sif helping her get another arm. And then and, uh, uh, and then we have uh, Bucky there as well being like, oh, I needed to upgrade it to make it waterproof. And they're like, why? They're like, it's a long story. Like, sure. Just set like set yeah. up a movie that's coming soon. Set up other stuff. Like, don't give me post credits that have to do with this with a movie that may not exist. Yeah, because that's what they did in Phase One, and yes. I and that was like uh, I want the uh, um who t- um the only one the most recent one I can think of that actually did that besides Miss Marvel and it doesn't really count um is Spider Man No Way Home um had the Multiverse of Madness trailer after it. And that's that's fine with me. Yeah, because that's the next one coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you on, on that stuff. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, like now I'm thinking, like, okay, where's Wong? <laughs> When's Wong gonna show up again? Is he gonna? Is are we have to see him again? Like, is Abomination gonna be in Shang Chi too? Is he gonna be in Thunderbolts? Because now the rumor is Harrison Ford is being cast as um, Thunderbolt Ross. In I think the they need. Movies. I think they need to add Abomination to the Thunderbolts. Sure. For me, mm-hmm. and I think that's the reason. I, I I've always felt that that lineup just felt a little off kilter felt a little lopsided the one they announced yeah i was like there's not this isn't weird enough there's not enough weird here it's a little too it's a little too like i don't know um but adding abomination into the mix but i understand why they wouldn't announce that until after she hulk came out yeah totally yeah i mean are you on a scale of one to ten how excited are you for a season two if we get one oh i i think of all of the Marvel shows we've gotten, um, I want I want another season of this show mm-hmm. because I feel like they finally figured out what they're doing. Okay, with this yeah, that's show. fair. Whereas, um, like with Moon Knight, I was like, I would like Moon Knight in movies now, please. I actually don't want another season of Moon Knight. I would mm-hmm. like a movie. I'd like him to move in. I'd like him to move into that. I want to see Shang Chi and Moon Knight just tear it up. Like, oh, that'd a be a cool way. combo. Yeah. Um, I would like – and so that's a great segue into my next question is Kevin in this episode – oh, also I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But Kevin in this episode, he um, did not promise She-Hulk uh, a movie uh, appearance. Uh, true Is that true or false? I want to say it's true because I want to th- – I think they're – I think – I think if they've made any decisions about She-Hulk is that like this, what, what they're doing with her format works best as a television show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and considering the, the episode order that they have for Daredevil, if they're going to, if they're going to keep this, keep this thing bubbling, I think they're going to keep those two in the television realm. And I'm kind of okay with that. Sure. Honestly. I, I mean, I do hope that we get to see Charlie Cox, on the big screen, with, you know what I mean? And stuff Look, like, eventually I, we're building to Secret War. We're going to see everyone. Everyone's going to be in the movies at some point. Yeah. Will they get okay. their own movies, quote unquote? Probably not. Oh, yeah. I don't need all of them to get their own special event movie, but I, I look forward to seeing them on the big screen, like in those larger films. Yeah, but it's like, you know, not every Marvel character is officially an Avenger. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And these are Avengers movies. So mm-hmm. it's like... I like I kind of like I actually kind of like that delineation because that's kind of how it lives in the comic books, too. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's totally fair. Like Jessica Jones is never going to be like she would never be caught dead with the Avengers. Mm. God, please give. Can we can you just universe just she Bendis is. Has done, wasn't she? <laughs> she's coming back. She was have they Chris- actually have they officially didn't, announced that. Didn't they announce that Kristen Ritter was coming back for the Daredevil series as that? Oh, oh God, I hope so. I hope um, that's... Uh, oh, so <laughs> when we were watching this episode, we always watch with uh, the um, subtitles on. Uh-huh. And anytime someone in the writer's room said Kevin, it was spelled out K period E period I period. So like uh, that ruined a little bit of the joke because like Jamie and I figured out that like, oh, the joke is that it's like some kind of an AI that like makes these movies. That's pretty good though. I mean, that's pretty funny. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely. (laughs) 
I mean, if you're going to have it spoiled any other way, that's probably the best way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely enjoyed that scene a lot, so I'm not totally like upset by it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anything else you wanted to add about this episode? I get, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's just, I mean, we were just talking about it, but like, where does she Hulk fit in the grand, in this like grand design? Do you think? I don't know. And I, I wonder if somehow she'll be, get to be in the Daredevil, uh, excuse me, the Deadpool movie because they have two fourth wall breakers. Like, I, I'm wondering, especially with Deadpool coming into this world, like where, where, do, not even where does she fit in this world, but where does she fit in a world where like people already lean more towards Daredevil and that's his, excuse me, um, Deadpool and that's his stick. Yeah, but I think if anything, if this episode proved anything, like uh, uh, Deadpool's Deadpool's fourth wall breaking isn't even. It's you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this vocab word, Brian. I love it. I'm into um, it. Let's do it. And I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm using this correctly, but it's uh, <laughs> you know, Deadpool's fourth wall breaking is diegetic, and and uh, her her fourth wall breaking is non-diegetic in that you could posit that Deadpool is just crazy and he's just talking as if there's an audience there the whole time. Mm. Whereas, whereas she Hulk is aware that there's physically an audience. Oh, I, yeah. So I like the, I like the idea. Uh, I love the idea of She-Hulk being in Deadpool, but she is like, I, you fourth wall break, but like I fourth wall smash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I like that. I like that explanation of it. And I'm going to steal that and use that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you're the one that taught me the word diegetic. So, So, well, so really I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the mastermind behind this one. Absolutely. You're the leader. It. Fantastic. Um, cool. So where, where would you rank this? You don't have to like rank the shows, but like how, how, where-ish would you rank this? You know, how many how many green, um, you know, muscles would you give this out of 10? This one is getting a solid eight from me. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, this show for me, it's a, it's a very well-made Manhattan in that it is a cocktail that I can appreciate it being well-made and I can appreciate the quality of the ingredients, but it is just not really my drink. Like mm-hmm. I real, I, I fully understand what they were going for here and I think they nailed it and I respect the hell out of them for it. And there's a lot of moments in this that I really liked. Was this my favorite by any means? No. So it's getting a high score because I respect it. Not because I, not because I so much like thoroughly like, enjoyed it in a major way does that make any sense it does um and i would probably give it an eight as well um maybe an eight and a half because uh, i think that it was super clever uh uh how it kind of like and i mean not clever but this is almost sad that it anticipated the feedback it was going to get from the monster fans the toxic fans and it was able to play on that um i think that it was really smart to um 
I I personally liked that the villain was like this like revenge porn awful website because that's a real problem in the world today. And Jamie yeah. had mentioned that California, where this takes place, um, is one of the only states. They're probably a couple of the only states that actually it's a have felony revenge porn laws because of a lot yeah. of things that happen. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That they, I'm happy that they actually were able to be prosecuted. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, within the context of what the show was doing, um, I, I I liked how it showed, um, you know, what she goes through as the Hulk and relating it to what she goes through as a woman and how being a Hulk is a different experience for someone like her versus someone like Bruce and how they struggle differently with the alter ego. I thought that was fascinating. Um, Jen's journey was excellent, but I, I it loses and the finale was like one of my favorites, but it loses those two points for me. For being very sloppy around that core. Yeah. But I think I think this is the type of show that like I am very much looking forward to a season two and I hope mm-hmm. they get one. Yeah. Because I th- I think now that I, I think this is a show that is going to struggle to find its footing. Yeah. I feel like most half hour comedies do in some ways. That's why people yes. say watch Parks and Rec from the second season. hundred percent. You know, and it's usually comedies. That they're like, listen, this show gets so much better because they figured out the characters' voices. They, yeah. Versus hour-long shows where like it's less about the characters and more about like the pacing. You know, sometimes what I mean? you don't realize what's funny about a character until you've made a couple episodes and it's kind of bombed. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of have to bomb a little bit when you're making a comedy. Yeah, Hell, like even the, f- the first season of The Office is not very great. Yeah, and like I know, you know what a good um version, uh, a good example of that is it's New Girl because they had to go through so many different actors. Like, um, you had Coach, and then you had Winston, and then you had Winston again, like Coach. And so, like, especially with those two characters, once they just let Lamorne Morris be wild and crazy, that Winston all of a sudden beca- got became more of a character. Yeah, and like, worked. <laughs> and then you know they even had to figure out. It took a while to figure out that like. If you just let um, what's his name and uh, Schmidt and Nick play, like it becomes yeah. their show, and like you know, like make it a more of an ensemble piece. It doesn't have to just be about. And they also figured out, out how to write how to write Coach. Yeah, once they brought Coach back, they find like it took them it took them half a season to realize like, oh, okay, it's he's we've been leaning on the fact that his name is Coach, and totally. uh, we need to actually write more than this. Yeah, like. I want to see more from these side characters. Yes. Like Pug yeah. and Nikki are awesome. If any, my own, my biggest frustration, I was like, I've invested in these two. I want more wacky adventures from them. Yeah. They, it feels like a lot of their stuff was cut because like, because a lot of, it seemed like every episode was written to have the B plot with like the rest of the crew and Pug, but like Pug's kind of not in last week's episode at all, except for when he yeah. clapped. Like, so i I'm just, just want to be i want to be in the courtroom more too you want to be in the courtroom where it happens yeah the scene between jen and matt in in court is great i was like this is this is fireworks this is it i was like this is the show yeah come on show yeah. me that jen's a good lawyer they didn't really <laughs> no, they, they did at some points it's like they, my biggest frustration with uh what's uh hacks have you watched that at all yeah, I watch I watch all of it. My biggest frustration with it is that Hannah Einbinder in the episode she's not this doesn't seem like a good writer. She doesn't seem funny. Mm. She doesn't seem funny to me. 
Like, every, like all the other people that are comedians on that show, I was like, oh, no, they're funny. She's not funny. Why mm. are you a writer? You're not funny. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the um, Studio 60 and the Sunset Strip problem. Oh, you and I see that show very differently. Well, was it, the show wasn't funny. Like, the actual show within a show wasn't funny. Come on, she did Holly Hunter so good. The, the, the impressions were great, but that... Yeah. Like that Gilbert and Sullivan number, like they saved the no, show. Like they it just wasn't got funny. bogged down with one of his brothers being in the like being in Iraq. They they got bogged down and like it was like they started Studio Sixty and then it's like and I think that's when I think I think he started writing the newsroom while writing Studio Sixty because it got too bogged down in all the current events and stuff. And I was like, just be a Saturday Night Live show. For, we are so yeah. off topic. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Um, We're best friends, and we talk yeah. about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I so we both give it eights. That's excellent. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm mad that Joanna's on vacation because I'm actually here. I'm really fascinated to to hear what Joanna has to say about this show. Well, you didn't know this, Jay, but great segue. Uh, hey, Joanna, uh, what did you think of this episode? Hey nerds, uh, it's me. I'm so sorry that I can't be with my co-host this week. Life is just very busy for the both of us, but we really wanted to give you our thoughts on the Hulk finale. And let me tell you, it was so good. It was fabulous. And I did not expect the turn. I mean, even if people expected what was about to be the end and then everything changed you would never have known that was coming so that was just fabulous it was so innovative i'm really curious how it's going to be received across the fandom i mean i certainly loved it my husband really loved it but i I, yeah i just have no idea i think in this show which is so self-referential and so self-aware it's the perfect finale it's so on brand for itself so i absolutely loved it um, it was quite chaotic toward the end. Literally every line, there was like a wink or a nod. And it was just, there was so much I have to rewatch it. But that again is so perfect for the show. And Jen says herself how intensely chaotic it gets. Um, I absolutely love that Nikki and Pug were so involved in this episode that they got to help with like the big plot. The single AirPod, <laughs> AirPod in the ear, so funny. I myself do that all the time so that I can also hear what my husband's saying to me. Um, I... I just died when the Apple menu for the Apple TV comes up because I mean, I guess everyone has to have a menu that looks like that. If you have Disney plus, um, I'm curious, I don't know anything about technology. So I don't know if everybody like got that when it happened, but we sure did. It was hysterical. Um, I loved Kevin, obviously being a droid. So funny. I had the subtitles on, so I knew that it was going to be some sort of droid because it was spelled out K period, E period, et cetera, et cetera. But that was hysterical. And of course them acknowledging the incredibly expensive VFX and (laughs) please turn back. You're too expensive this way. And also um, we're going to turn the camera off of you and we'll have you transform back. So, so funny. All the jokes about Matt Murdock and having him on the show. So great. I did not think we'd get him in the finale. Um, especially a cute, like, backyard barbecue. Love that. Um, so many great teasers. Like, te- uh, sorry, te- teases. Oh, that's my Apple Watch talking to me. So many great teases. Uh, future involvement in movies. 
for sure. Um, even if she doesn't get around, um, the X-Men, so funny when she gives the camera, like, I got you covered guys. I, I got, I got, I'm getting the answers for the tough questions. We all want to know. Um, my husband pointed out the Wakanda forever little wink when they said the VFX team has already moved on to another project. So funny. Um, the abomination clearly going to be part of the Thunderbolts, which Brian and I thought, um, but that's, I think, abundantly clear now. Um, I think that moves me into my biggest shock of the entire show and finale, I guess, as well, is Jamila Jamil. She had no involvement in this season, and she did so much press for it. She was on Good Morning America. Comic-Con was like her and Tatiana Maslany and one other person. Maybe it was Ginger or maybe it was Kevin or maybe it was even Mark Ruffalo. It was, it was no one else. And I know that they restructured the story. Kevin saw the footage and was like, eh, let's con- reconfigure the entire like structure of the episodes. They did reshoots. But it's very clear that a lot must have been left on the cutting room floor for her character because you could have cut her out of the entire season and it wouldn't have mattered. Um, I'm also surprised we didn't see Josh, um, her terrible hulking goon uh that she dated to at least like have to confront her like wave like yep that was me I did that you know that was kind of surprising that they just talked about him so I'm curious about that maybe it was part of a reshoot and they couldn't get him um and then the I'm guessing it's like the worldwide hulk or whatever his big comics run is but the sun this from like Sakaar I I didn't I didn't get the Easter egg. I'm sure people are like, oh my God, it was this. But um, so good for that, that I love when people that read the comics are pleased. So I didn't get that joke, but I know that other people did or the Easter egg. Um, But yeah, all in all, top three Disney Plus shows uh, for Marvel for sure. Loki and WandaVision are always volleying for first place for me. The finale of Loki, so amazing for what it sets up. And because it was the first show for the MCU on Disney Plus that they really, like, they introduced someone like Jonathan Majors, which no one thought they would because it was just a Disney, quote, just a Disney Plus show. Um, But this one was so perfect, like I said, for She-Hulk. So appropriate. So on brand. So I I think it's probably the best finale, in my opinion, for what it was. Um, gosh, I hope there's a second season. The show lends itself so well to be an episodic little 30 minute comedy, 20 minute comedy a week. I hope that they add a couple more episodes. If they do a second season, it could be longer. The episodes don't have to be longer, but the series as a whole. But in the meantime, I hope we get to see her in Daredevil. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. I loved her so much as Jen. I think she's perfect. Um, yeah, I mean... I'm always game for the two of them for any romance story that they want to do there, which clearly they do. Uh, it was amazing. So all in all, I'm very satisfied for the first time in a while, to be honest, from a Marvel Disney plus show. And um, I'm really excited to see what kind of forever, which I think is the next installment in the MCU. And that will end phase four. Kind of, if you include the guardians holiday special, which Brian always reminds me exists. But I might be calling Quanta Forever the finale of the end of Phase 4. So I'm really excited for that. And um, 
We'll be back next week, probably together, hopefully, to talk about the other shows that we're covering. But uh, just had to get my thoughts in there. Thanks, Brian, for sticking me in to the episode. (laughs) Phrasing. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Joanna. What insightful information you provided to us. I really didn't know you were going to be cutting to her, but that's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's six minutes of Joanna's thoughts on this. Um, uh, Well, nerds, this is my son's car, but we hope you had as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us next time as uh, we discuss, I guess it's really just Andor now. And we'll we'll talk about the uh, last Rings of Power episode and then um, one of the last uh, Hot D season one. So stay tuned for those. And as a small universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse uh, with Joanna and Brian on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Uh, Jay, where can people find you and previewed and fix it? Oh, uh, just go to uh, youtube.com slash previewed. Uh, you'll find uh, all of our reactions there. We have, we've been putting out a staggering amount of content lately. There's so many shows we've been reacting to. Uh, but also, uh, honestly, uh, I just want to uh, uh, plug our uh, show, our podcast Fix It, where we uh, take uh, pieces of pop culture that maybe missed the mark and fix them. Uh, because Mostly because uh, your host, Brian Plosky here, does an incredible job producing that show for us. Uh, he did just make me watch Hellboy, and wow, <laughs> wow! I'm, I, it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, I watch these movies to like you know get get in the mindset to fix them, and uh, this one just needs to be completely gut run. Like this is a tear down and rebuild. So I was like, this movie isn't actually helping me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, it's just making me mad. You also see why that the only rule for the episode now is you you can't make Guillermo del Toro's because third that's one. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn you, producer Brian. Damn you. <laughs> um, well, thank you everybody so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling your nerdy friends about us. That's what helps. And remember, She Hulk better be on Daredevil: Born Again too. Thank you.